Welcome, JNAC listeners. Welcome, JNAC listeners, to another episode of the JNAC podcast. This is your friendly neighborhood podcaster, First G, back in the building to close out Love Month. This month, we've been celebrating Love Month here at JNAC, as well as Black History Month. And it has just been a wonderful, wonderful month. A lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. Some things we will get into today. But I wanted, really wanted to close out Love Month. Um, oh, actually, program reminders before we get there. Make sure y'all go back and listen to um, all our previous podcasts this month. We have been having a ball. Me and SPT has been getting into a lot of, lot of different topics, love languages, loving when it's hard, loving in every season, and intimacy. Marriage Corner last week, y'all, if you did miss Marriage Corner last week, we discussed intimacy. Y'all better go and check that out. We had a spicy good time. I'll just I'll just say that. Uh, if you listen to it, listen to it again. Maybe you'll get another nugget out of it. But today I want to close out Love Month, obviously, with um, love in the church, right? So I, we hit Love Month from a lot of different angles. But today I want to discuss love in the church, more specifically, how the church shows love, how the church strives to be like Jesus, how the church leaders strive to be like Jesus. And in order for me to help me out today, it's not just going to be me talking. I got two young ladies here who are leaders here at JNAC, but they're leaders in general when it comes to people. I, Truth be told, y'all, a little behind the scenes here, I asked these young ladies last night, hey, Y'all want to jump on the podcast with me? And they were like, well, what are we going to talk about? I'm like, I'm going to talk about loving on people. And they were like, oh, we got it. We good. We got this. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. It's like, I this not a podcast where you're going to hear me with a form, with a, uh, a layout and, and you know, real uh, robotic and this and that. We're just going to have free-flowing conversations. So I thought, who better than Miss Sheila Ivory? And Miss Crystal Hall, welcome to the JNAC podcast, both of y'all. Thank you. Thank you, First G. You know I love y'all, right? Hey, we love, hey, you, we back. love you back. <laughs> and it's like when I thought about loving on people, you two, I, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna gas you up like you were the only people I thought of, right? But you two was definitely, definitely at the top of my list because y'all do this. This isn't a job, this isn't a chore, this is like the heart that y'all have for people. I mean, so in order to kick this thing off, just just answer me this, like, where did that love of people come from? I think for me, my whole life growing up, family. Mm -hmm. Our family, you know, my dad stressed, all we got is each other. But in our each otherness, we were able to share community and with everybody else around us. So I've grown up into loving people. Mm, so that was a stressful from the family point of view, huh? Mm -hmm. So what is that? What are some of the things y'all did? We would go around and um, help the elderly. Mm, so it wasn't okay. on a church standpoint because I had a different church upbringing. You know, I I grew up in uh, Arkansas, Southern. Oh, in the and South. So, right. So all the black people went to Baptist, Methodist, and those churches. We went to the only Presbyterian church in town, which is all white. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was like, oh, here they go again, you know, uh -huh. our family. Yeah. But um, my dad stressed, you know, education. We couldn't talk slang, ebonics, that kind of thing. So we were looked at more or less like, okay, if they're in it, it's good. Mm -hmm. You know, he just stressed, you know, your character. You know, and, and just being a representative, not only of the family, but the community. We're of the community. So, you know, if, if something was going on, hey, we're going to go down here and do this. Mm -hmm. Hey, I want you to stand out here and tell people this, that, and the other. Whatever, you know, whatever was needed. It wasn't like we were there for the handout. Right, right. But we were the ones giving the hand. Right, right. What about you, Sheila? Um, I would have to piggyback off of Sister Crystal. I will say I come from a huge family. Mm -hmm. It's always a church joke that I'm a relative of everybody. In <laughs> you the, are. That's not a joke. <laughs> in the relative, in the community. It's not a joke. And so, Sheila knows everybody, everybody. She is the female Marcus. <laughs> and it's so funny that, um, Sister Crystal, I never knew you were from Arkansas, but that's my background as well. My family is from Arkansas, so it must be an Arkansas mm -hmm. thing where... Um, when we didn't have anything else, we had family. Got each other. 
that was our pillars. Um, we, our biggest thing I'll say, and even my children, um, this will say, hey, on Christmas, you can smell the good food cooking in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Everybody, no matter how dysfunctional or how crazy your right. family was, but on Christmas and Thanksgiving, everybody showed up. With they place, they the gold containers and everything <laughs> else. Was y'all the, was y'all the family that uh, the neighborhood came by and got plates too? Yes, we were the neighborhood that came by. So love always poured out of our home. I always tell my children to this day, um, because of the different families on their you know on their paternal side of the family, they always compare you know and say, oh, they had these big fine homes. I said our homes was full of love. Right. Mm-hmm. I said so, and and with that love, that's the one thing that we did. We we grew up with grandma and grandpa in the house. Big so mama. yeah, big mama in the house. So you always came home. It was no latchkey kids. Mm-hmm. You always came home to a dinner. And every kid in the neighborhood wanted to come to our house right. mm-hmm. because they knew they were going to get a hot dinner. They were going to get something. So um, that's where the love came from all my life that um, I was just a go-getter and never have changed from my childhood up. And that just comes from, like I say, family. My mom was a family of 18. It was 16 girls and two twin boys. So that's all we knew. We knew how to love if you didn't have anything else. And I just always preach that to my children. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, so that's where it pretty much, you know, stem from. I love that. I do, too. I do, too. And, you know, you struck on the topic of uh, dysfunction. And, you know, every family has some form of dysfunction. But, you know, we live even right now today, you know, with my sibling Anthony, right, being we're adults now, but it's no big me, little you. You know, we we, we stress that if I got, you got, if you got, I got, you know, no matter what, we go on vacations together, we all going to eat the same thing. You're not eating steak and they eating, you know, fish sandwich. We all going to eat steak or we all going to eat fish sandwich, you know. Mm -hmm. So we, we always stress that because then there is no 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 hierarchy there where the kids have to feel like well they got this and we ain't got yeah it's all for one you yeah know? Mm-hmm. i love that y'all I, I, there's no te- better teacher to me than experience um the things you go through in life really shape who you are and to see the example of love in the in the family in the community in the neighborhood even in the church it's like that's stuck with y'all mm-hmm. and, that, and that's 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 a that's a perfect teacher Perfect, perfect teacher. And even moving on now, you know, y'all y'all still got it in your heart because obviously JNAC, we the, we the church where family comes first. Uh, we also the church of the three Ds, discipleship, demonstration, and deliverance. So that love obviously is a staple in what we do. And, and you know, part, part of the shift that we went through in JNAC wasn't only simply just a change in leadership. And, and – Here's the thing. It's not to say that we weren't doing this before. Right, right. But SPT, my my lovely wife, really, really puts an emphasis on creating leaders and, and shaping leaders, training leaders. And the reason why she does that is because in order to serve, in order to show that love, it can't just be from one person. It mm-hmm. can't be from two people. It needs to be an extension of everybody and to go out there and to to get different things accomplished. I made mention of that love month is this month that we had here at JNAC have been doing a lot this month. That's also not to say that we don't do this. We only do this in February or during love month. That's not true. It's just that it's more of a highlight. I'll, right. I'll say right. more yes. of an emphasis put on it. Now, Sheila, I know you, you involved with, a lot of the different things we do here um, during Love Month. I mean, I know we have volunteers all out in the community. We had people bringing um, canned goods in to yes. give out. We've been we've been helping out at pads. We've been helping out at um, um, feed my starving children. That's the name of it, right? Yes. Yep. So how many how many different uh, events did we have? Do you know? I will say that we've had over twenty events. Twenty events. Yeah, twenty events where we've had over probably 25 or more um, people come, especially for a Feed My Starving Children. Per event, you talk Yeah, per event, yeah. Yeah. Per per event, like at the Feed My Starving Children. Uh And then um, with the partnership with PADS, they already had their team, so we added to their team. Some even got in the grime of being able to cook. They say, hey, whoa, Sheila, I went there and they had me cooking the corn. They had me cooking the (laughs) macaroni and cheese. Yeah. I mean, it was real like that. And a lot of people, I realized... 
that um, during this love month, people really pour out and they they give to this. They're calling mm-hmm. to say, hey, can I sign up for another day? And also um, had more people saying, I'm going to do this with my family. Mm-hmm. I'm like going to do this like with my outside friend. outside of the yes, church outside thing. of yes. the church yes. thing like that. So it really is. And um, it's fellowship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially at the Feed My Starving Children, you come yep. and it depends. They may put you with outsiders and it becomes a competition. It yep. becomes a rivalry as you're packing the boxes. And mm-hmm. I said, I think that's Got a what box done. Yeah, box done. <laughs> the box done. I think that's what God wants us to come together yeah. when we're doing outreach yeah. is to just pour into each other. And, and within that time frame is being more together in a serving spirit. And mm-hmm. that's what I feel like Love Month has done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was, uh, I went to uh, feed my starving children. It's a blast, you know, but first year just, I'm going to be crazy everywhere I go. So it's it's definitely a blast. Um, So Crystal over here, got a little secret for y'all JNAC listeners. I mean, if you, obviously you go to the church, you already know her and her brother was volunteer of the year last year. Let me tell you. So, so it's not like I pulled your name out of a hat. You definitely got the experience. Um, tell me what that was like. I mean, I mean, this is not a. I'm not saying turn this into an award show, but just the feeling that it gives you to be recognized in that way. I was totally overwhelmed. Mm. And you didn't. You had no idea. No did idea. You? Yeah. No idea. And so when the introduction went out as to who. It was. Yeah. Then it was like it's a family and it's a brother or sister. Yeah. And so the more um, Pastor Tiffany talked, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's Anthony. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God. It's me, too. You know. And so I just literally kind of like, I don't know if I hid myself or, yeah. you know, but I just kind of slumped down in the chair. And she looked up where, you know, she would normally sit. She goes, and she's not here. Where is she? Yeah. And it's like. I was there. It was just, oh, my goodness. So even coming down and then just being overwhelmed because it flooded me in the idea of, am I worthy? Mm. You know, because I never do anything that I do or or what I have done. Because, I mean, I've been volunteering since I stepped foot up in the church. And way before I became a member, I was helping with my friend Linda. Linda's been a member forever. And she had a repast to do. And she said, you can come help me serve at the repast, and then we're going to hang out. I'm like, okay, we'll hang out later. Mm -hmm. So I had already been here and served like two repasses and wasn't even a member here. So once I became a member and started serving, you know, it would always happen, volunteer the year, and I'd just be so excited for, you know, the different ones or whatever, but never looked at it like anything that I was doing outweighed anything that anyone else was doing. So, yeah, it was... I think it was better than my retirement. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, you know, it, it just topped, I think, everything I've ever been honored for. That was it. Yeah. And a kind of validation, right? For Or, or confirmation, I should Not say. Not so much for me. Okay. But my family. Uh-huh. Because my family, they don't look at it like, there's a lot of times I leave them to come to the church or to do things for the church, you know. And so for them, it's like, you put in a lot of time. Are you getting anything? And I'm like, I I absolutely am. I'm like, the blessings that we get, you know. Yeah, and the prayers, you know, because the church was there for me when I couldn't cry at home with the illness of my parents or when my kids was acting a whole fool. I couldn't, you know what I'm saying? Because I am that rock at home. But I could come here and I could just pour it out, you know, go to the altar and cry. So this is a lot for me. So then to to get to the heights of I'm volunteer of the year, you know, and then co with my brother, because I told him, we're going to do this together. We're going to volunteer. Come on, let's go. And then to see him now doing even more. Mm-hmm. I Anthony, love it. Anthony's Anthony's dope. I yeah. love Anthony. Yeah. yeah, he obviously is down there with me um, in the media department. So I, I know. And just so well. you know, he didn't even tell his family. Uh, he didn't tell. Me. He <laughs> did. They knew I had got volunteer of the year. Angela, my sister in law, and I was like, girl. I shared that with Anthony. She's like, Anthony was volunteered. Yeah, I you said know, he was. You want to know something? That, something that even you just said, it wasn't confirmation and, and, and it wasn't um, um, validation. validation. No. It, it's, I love that. And I love even what you said about Anthony because it's like, that's what love is. That's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. The encapsulation of what 
love means it's like I'm not doing this because I want awards. Right. I'm not doing this for recognition. I'm doing this because I got a heart to do it. And the feeling that I get from bringing, from bringing joy, this is what I always say. My, my One of my love languages, I don't even know how to define it. It's like I get joy and excitement out of seeing other people yes. have joy yes. and excitement more so than even myself. Absolutely, yes. And the definition of love, we talked about this um, um, when we me, me and Tiff were talking about love languages. It's like not with no expectation None. of a return. Yes. None. You're doing it because you want to do it and Absolutely. it's in your heart to do it. And I love that. Yep. I love it. Love and it, I love mean, it. you know, it's, it's no hype on it. I mean, yeah. that's that's true talk. Yeah. True yeah. talk. Yeah. And that's where, and that's where ultimately when we talk about love in the church, that is what I'm talking about. That is a servant heart. That is leadership. That is you are here to serve with a servant heart. That's that's godliness, in my in my humble opinion. Well, thank you. In my humble opinion. <laughs> I agree. That is okay. that is what we strive to do in in the church. And you know, do does every church all over the world or even JNAC, do we accomplish it every single time? No. But that's the goal. Mm-hmm. That's always the goal. Mm-hmm. That's the reason. That's the why. That's the how. That's everything. It's not for awards. It's not for attention. It's because we got a heart to do this. Yes. Um, I wanted to highlight, too, about Volunteer of the Year. Um, I'm glad you you pretty much um, summed it up. But I do want to make mention of, you know, we don't do Volunteer of the Year as this award that people strive to do. It's just a way to highlight um, um, work. But that in by no means does that mean that everyone who didn't win didn't do a good job. I mean, Volunteer of the Year could be... 10 different people every year, mm-hmm. you know, it mm-hmm. really could. Mm-hmm. And and it's not a matter of, well, I, I didn't get volunteered a year because ultimately it's not why we're doing it anyway, right? Right. I mean, we're doing it because we love God Absolutely. and we love people. Absolutely. And on top of that, you know, with the volunteer of the year, then our department got department of the year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, where they were trying to come to me and say, oh, Oh, congratulations. I'm like, no, 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 no. What department? Took a is team, that? baptism department. Baptism yeah. department. Yeah. Sheila got some numbers, right? Like, yes, I do. I got to go ahead. She not giving herself enough credit. <laughs> this one, I come in first, G. You know, I was part of the process when uh, me and senior pastor Tiffany talked about the volunteer of the year. And so when um, Anthony and Crystal, Sister Crystal's name came up, I said for sure, because one thing about um, volunteering and serving is is sometimes not about what people can see. Mm-hmm. It's about the only person that really ne- needs to know how you labor, and that's God. I mm-hmm. think that's the mm-hmm. ultimate. Yeah, that's sign the ultimate. Of A yeah. lot of times, people want to be like, "Did you see me?" Yep. And for these two people, I can say because I'm here all the time, so I was able to see some things and know some things that a lot of people didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, Sister Crystal's down here doing the hours throughout the day, getting that baptism water ready, just doing everything, writing up um, stuff for the teachings and the JNAC Institute. A lot of things that sometimes the humble people don't really have to make a boast about. And those are the people that God highlight, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and that's what happened with her having over a hundred something baptisms historically done her and her team. So when she was picked a lot of, and it was funny because a lot of people were saying, sister Sheila, did I get picked? And I just kind of giggled to myself because I'm thinking like, Mm-mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Brother Anthony, what people don't know would call all the time and say, Sister Sheila, do you need me to come in after work? He and, sure he would, and he would be lifting boxes and cleaning closets. And the one key thing, so I'm not surprised that he did not tell his family. I mean, uh, well, because, I was a little surprised, but yeah, now that yeah. I, you know, just like I said, I should have known because the, the reason, heart that you guys have. <laughs> and the reason why, because this is a comment that he always says to me, he say, you and Sister Nalia work the horns off of Billy Goat. <laughs> and he say, but don't tell nobody. Don't tell so nobody. So when, when he got announced, he looked at me and he said, Sister Sheila, you've been running your mouth too mm-hmm. much. So um, it was, you know, to to see your face when your name got called was priceless. Oh, my God. And like I, I said. I it's going to fall apart. Um, and, you know, I will say that I was volunteer of the year before, probably, what, two or three years, about three years ago. And I was just as surprised. And I, I work a lot and I volunteered a lot. But it's like those are the people that surprise because 
you do it out of love. Mm -hmm. You do things for God's glory and not for your personal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you do get those type of awards, you are astonishing. You be like me, God. Me, mm. I was just doing what I was supposed to do right. and not doing it for accolades. And because that's so true. Yeah, because a lot so of true. times we want people to crown us. But when we say, God, say, I see you. I chose you. I picked your resume. Mm -hmm. yeah, so, goes. yes. Yeah. Yes. She can do it. Yes. Right. 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 She almost yeah. there. <laughs> but you know, a lot of times they think that people say, oh, I didn't see you in church. Or, you know, where's Anthony? I haven't seen him in a while. And they don't realize we're here. We've yeah. been here. We're just working. There's things to do to make sure everything's ready. People tell me that all the yep. time. Yes. I, I, first, I, G, I don't ever see you. It's, mm -hmm. like, I'm, it, it's like Sunday for me in leadership. This is why I feel like in leadership. Sunday for me is, is a work day. Yes. It, for me, especially, like I got to make sure that the church is running smooth technically. Mm -hmm. From a technical standpoint, it's like... A lot of times in leadership, people don't know, like, we have to be fed. We have to get, we have to be fed at, at other times right. because right now, Sunday, I'm trying to feed people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's leadership, right? I'm not yes. coming to church because I need to get something for me. Correct. Obviously, I can get something for mm -hmm. me, but I'm coming to church or I'm living my life because I'm trying to feed other people. Right. And then yes. when I need to be fed, I'm getting right. fed. When we get hungry, we're going to eat. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> exactly. And for, and for those who are not real churchy, when I say be fed, I mean hear the word. I mean get uh, work on our relationship with the Lord. That's being fed, y'all. You know you talking about fried chicken. <laughs> Or that turkey sandwich. I might, I, might be, I might be talking about some chicken. I might be. I might be. <laughs> so check this out. Uh, th this is another reason why I invited you ladies on. Crystal especially. Like, So I, I, I told them, y'all, I said, I want to I wanna come uh, talk about this subject, love in the church. And when I showed up, Crystal's came with a whole notepad full of some <laughs> notes and and talking points. And this is why I said this. I said, look, y'all are the right people to talk to. So you wrote down 10 things. Is this 10? It looks like 10. Uh -huh. 10 things to talk about when we're talking about love in the church. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna speak them out and then we can we can hit um each one of them here. So you got pray, you got gather together, community, serve together. Showing honor slash respect, encourage, forgive, play, not pray, play, <laughs> swap the R off of the L, <laughs> speak truth slash honesty, and pursue godliness. I love this list because it just encapsulates um, what we, how we show love, right, as a church. Um, prayer, I think, is the, at the top of everything. I think it should just be the first thing on any list when mm -hmm. it got to do with church. I think praying, um, um, I think that's your time with the Lord. Um, some people get revelation mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. from their prayer time, but having a prayer life is is, is like your intimacy with the Lord, right? Would, would, would y'all agree yes, with that? absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. like um, gathering together. We talked about that gathering together in what we're doing, um, like uh, the word fellowship, right? Um, why y'all think gathering together is important? Let me tell you something. Sometimes in my own strength, I don't feel like doing anything. But once Amen. I get here or get around other people mm -hmm. and we've got the same goal, I get encouraged. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we can accomplish so much more than if it had just been me alone having to do it or I can get out of my funk because sometimes you hear what other people are going through. Not mm -hmm. that, you know, like I said, not big me, little you, but sometimes it makes you so much more appreciative mm -hmm. of what you do have okay. or what you don't have. Amen. Okay. So not, it. not just the, I won't, I won't, I don't want that. Right. You know, so, right. so I think it's so important, you yeah. know, so it, it is, and, and it, we're in a digital age, right? Where everything is, you can get everything online. You can, you mm -hmm. know, don't even have to be around anybody, but it's just something about coming together, pulling on the energy or just a joke that you might not have, you know, heard or mm -hmm. seeing something funny, you know, and then you can just the memories. And I think, too, even to go in further what you were talking about, like sometimes people keep things inside. Yes. Right. Bottled up. And mm -hmm. like getting around other people, especially in this context, 
you you tend to open yourself up more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you tend to have this community where it's like, okay, well, this is going on. Well, check this out. This is going on. Or I just need to hear some encouragement. Sometimes it ain't even on purpose, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. you can be yes. around someone and hear something and it's like they weren't even talking to you. Right. Yes. But it gives you that spark. It gives you that encouragement. It's a word for you. Right. And that's how God works. Right. God yes, works. He is. He's God so can work in the crowd. Mm-hmm. God yes. can work in the crowd. Let me tell mm-hmm. you. Let me tell you. Uh that that's even going into what we're saying about community. JNAC has always tried to reach out in the community. Have we done a better job in sometimes than others? Yes, sure we have. But when you think about community, I mean, think about block parties. Yes, think yes. about uh, um, summer s- camp. Summer camp. Think about all of that stuff. After school programs, these JNAC Institute classes, all of that kind of stuff is is what we provide in for the community. And a lot of times it's free. Yes. yes. Absolutely yes. free. Even so, with the auto shows and all of that, mm, taking yes. the kids to, diff- to different events that they might not have otherwise mm-hmm. been a part of. Yep. Yes. You know, the 4K, 5K, the walk yes. run, whatever, however many. The basketball I ain't do none games. of them. Look, look, yeah. look, I didn't do none of them. But that walking that y'all yeah. be doing, yeah. yeah, may not have done it otherwise. And that's a perfect example of gathering, as First G said. Mm-hmm. A lot of times a group of women, we get together that 5K you're walking. Oh, what do you do? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And what and what, just you, and what and what you do is you're conversating. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times that we're in the midst of moving here and there, you're able to learn something about someone or to share something, like you say, and gain some kind of knowledge through the different conversations. Cause within that hour or so, you're learning a lot from people that you have just a group of women, a group of men, of people all together come together and then the conversation right. just blossoms. So right. uh, like you said, those community events are very helpful because you you do learn a lot from people. And for myself, I know a lot of times when I gather with people, I'm always, um, like you, um, First G said, some people are withdrawn. They're just coming to volunteer to get out the house. But it's also for me, I like to push the limits. And what I mean by pushing the limits is finding something in that person that's in them and God's been calling on them, to do it. but they don't want to do it. So mm-hmm. you may have a word for yes. them or something they want to talk about. And then they come back and say, hey, Sister Sheila, you know, when we were at that walk, you said something that ignited something right. in me. Right. So, I mean, when we gather together, every time is to get something out of it, to say, hey, I've been seeing you here. You know, when you going to start volunteering? When right. you going to come and do more? And that's just showing people that you care about you and you're watching them, you loving on them. And that that's what being loving on people really is about, is pouring into them and seeing something in them that they know they have in them, but just that someone else can see it and bring it out in Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurship. You, yes. you got folks bringing baskets you know, because they volunteered a basket, but it's like, hey, who made the basket? I need some of these for this occasion, that occasion. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Where to them, they were just volunteering a basket. And y'all, we get calls all the time. Sheila, you know about, hey, I got some, I got some of this I want to donate. I got that we want to donate. And like, you know, people, people have it in their heart to do it. And then we pass it on along. Uh, next one on here is sh- um, showing honor or respect, right? So recently, um, Coach Coleman yes. out in North Chicago yes. retired or announced his retirement. I'm not sure if it's, is he retired now or he announced his announced retirement. Announced it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we gave him, so we had, that gave us an opportunity to give him his flowers, you know, when we got it. Now, now look, y'all, I, I can hear some people already saying that, well, you know, maybe such and such retired and, and we didn't do all of that. Listen, we try to get every person that we can that doesn't mean that we're gonna we're gonna have something special every time right. mm-hmm. uh something happens significantly in somebody's life but i think showing honor coach Coleman, he been a coach for god knows how long balanced life yes yeah. that's what i got years. out of that i got yeah. a balanced life because when they got to talking bishop he called it right from the beginning. He says, they know you as a coach. Mm-hmm. Now, let's tell them about the person. About the person. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And uh, she preached a sermon herself. She mm-hmm. did. She yeah. did. The and wife. how outreaching to the children. Yes. And we had the circle mm-hmm. and let them talk and telling them how 
how they should conduct themselves outside of here. And you know what? That's a perfect example, even um, like what we strive to do as a church. But even looking at that, hearing that, it's like I'm doing more than just simply coaching a basketball mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to raise these kids. That's I'm right. trying to be an example. Mm-hmm. And that is the perfect example of showing love. That's how you pour into people. Absolutely. And that is showing love into people. It's like it's not a job. It's not a job. I don't get just pick my check up because I coach you. In basketball, it's like I'm I'm involved in your lives. I'm I'm giving you examples, life experience, and things to go by. That is that is great, man. I think showing honor and respect also shows, awesome. like mm-hmm. as a church, it, it shows that you know we just don't operate independent of the community because honestly, the community is the people who come to the church. Yes. They 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 are what makes up us being a church. Absolutely. Yes. So we do have to honor and respect. Um, the people that, that, that and it helps the community it. because if we're acting right in here mm-hmm. and we're not acting someone else out there, if right. we're acting the yes. same way out there, then it makes the community better because how are you gonna be loving in here and then spitting fire out there? Oh man, you yeah. know? talking my language. Okay. Now. now the one thing I do have to say about a pivot point in that whole presentation is when they said that was the best award. Mm-hmm. Just like you. Out of they everything yeah, that they yeah, got. That, that's the thing that mm-hmm. I picked up out of there is he's won a lot of accolades mm-hmm. and I can speak on behalf. And he of said the he co- had to give yeah. a lot of speeches. Yes. Since he and I, time, you yeah. know, and I'm, I'm, I was a parent that had both um, Cheryl and Coach Coleman as coaches. And what they displayed is really who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, they always poured into the kids. And one of the things I'm not for sure if I can be privileged to release this, but, you know, when we said we were going to get this award, you know, Bishop is one of those people. He want to make sure that he does everything politically correct. Mm-hmm. And he was like, where are we giving this award like that? And it wasn't about him coaching. Mm-hmm. I just want to clarify. It was about him and what he did to pour into the children yes. and when the community. And one of the things that he did, and I don't think a lot of people saw it, but like I say, since my children grew up in the North Chicago School District, I was able to have privilege and see what was done, is that a lot of times these kids didn't have parents at home. They didn't have fathers at home. And Coach Coleman and Cheryl would bring the kids to church. Mm -hmm. So not just taking them to fun things out to eat, but to pour into Mm -hmm. their spirit Mm -hmm. that if they didn't have a chance to know God, God, this was their coach that as life goes, you know, handles them hard, lemonade or something like that, they can able to say, hey, my encounter was with Coach Coleman right. when he introduced right. me to God, right. Right. where that may not have been taught in the home. Mm-hmm. So they are truly pillars in the community that wasn't about just basketball. It was about Sam Preston. I had a nephew that struggled. My sister struggled with years of drugs and my nephew wasn't going to make it. And Coach Coleman said, What's her address? I'm going to drive to her house Mm. because I want to see this young man graduate. Mm -hmm. He has potential. Mm -hmm. I ain't seen him at school. And I gave him the address and he went to the house. Not knowing what he was going to go. Right. That, that, that was about somebody that cared that all the kids he seen, he said he saw potential in this young. And my nephew graduated. See, the so 99 him, and yes, the 1. Yeah. He went after that and him 1. And Coach Trindle, Coach Trindle mm-hmm. is one of the coaches and one of our members here at the church. They both. So when you see pillars like that in the community, that's love. Right. That's JNAC right. love right. that they pour out to the people in the community, the youth that's our future. Yes, absolutely. And I love that story, too, because mm-hmm. you, like you said, it's done out of the public eye. This is not a, a, a um, publicity event like what he did for, their, for that uh, young person. It's like no one needed to even know that except the people involved. Because I ain't in this to, to mm-hmm. do it for that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So next we got is encouragement. I mean, we've been talking about that uh, for a while now. Um, just giving encouragement to the people. When people come in the church, someone comes into the church doors, they're looking for something. They don't always know what, we, what it is. Sometimes they don't even know what it is. Right. But they're looking for something. And if we can provide a level of encouragement, then that's just how you pour out into somebody, right? 
And and we're not going to hit everybody every week, every single time. But when you come into the church, you're looking for something. We got to be ready and available to to give it to them. Correct. And that encouragement. Um, yes. I mean, you dealing with even when y'all baptizing people, you have conversations with the people before they even go into the water. Absolutely. You know? Because they need to know, you yeah. know, God sees it all and God forgives, right? But it's like, leave all that behind. You're mm-hmm. brand new. Right. When you go in that yes. water and you come out, you brand new. It's no reason to look back on all of that. It's all under the blood. So yes. forward. So talk to this, though, because I did want to hit on this. You just, you just sparked this in my head. So a lot of times um, I hear people... Um, some people in my life that got baptized and they were like, man, I, it's so hard. It's like, I felt like, like I got baptized, but then I went and did this and I felt like, like it's, it's all for not. You're a new person mm-hmm. coming out of the water. Doesn't mean you ain't never going to do anything Correct. wrong. anymore. And we talk about that too. If anything, now it's coming to you. Yeah, the trials, it's the tribulations. It's about to pile on, yes. be ready. And we have to make sure that everyone understands that because mm-hmm. now we got to walk it out. You know, so as the young people, they got their whole life to walk it out. Now, these older ones, I say, our senior, sassy senior ones that's <laughs> already, you know, real close to the edge. Okay, you maybe just got a, a little stroll, right? They got a little stroll left to go. It's a short, brisk walk. Yeah, a yes. little walk. But for our younger <laughs> ones, we definitely, have to let them know that this doesn't mean now you're perfect. Right. You know, yeah. but you knowing that you have an advocate. So we give the demonstration of sin, right? Uh-huh. In water. Put those, you know, it's iodine. So color, color, color water. And you know, you did this, you said that, da 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 da. It's all dirty, right? And then we've got the baptism, God, right? And that's our bleachy water. So we know bleach cleaned it all out. Right. <laughs> so by the time you get all this dirtiness, muckiness, that's us. And then we pour that bleach in it, it just cleans it clear up, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. But that don't ever mean it ain't never going to get dirty And then we dirty it right back up. But now you walk out and somebody cut you off in traffic, and here it goes again. You know, now you done done this and that. So now what? Like, even in baptism, it's like, it's not, we take showers every day, but then we go and get dirty again. We got to take a shower again. I'm not not saying you got to get baptized every week, but what I'm saying is it's more about the mindset mindset. coming out of there. And we have to teach them, now you're going to repent. Because we had, um, I want to say probably, it might have been four or five Sundays straight. Mm -hmm. We had somebody coming every week. To get rebaptized, mm. rebaptized, oh, rebaptized, rebaptized. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. now, nope, I got to go again, you know. And it's like, okay, let's talk about this. What's going on? Because we're never right. going to discourage yes. anyone because, like you said, it's a mindset. Right. But now we need to talk about it. What's mm-hmm. going on, you know, because when you slip, when you trip, when you, you know, you fall, you just now seek the Father. Mm-hmm. Lord, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that repentance piece, but the repentance doesn't mean, okay, you do bad and repent. Now you're going to go back and do bad. Right. No, repent is turning away. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're turning away. So in your repentance, you're saying, I'm going to turn away from this, and now I'm going to stop all this foolishness. Mm-hmm. And you're really striving and trying hard. It's not your your uh, uh, your scapegoat to say, I'm going to do it anyway, and I'll just repent. Mm-hmm. No, that's not how that goes. And that's a perfect segue into the next one, forgiveness. Like, mm-hmm. what do y'all mm-hmm. think when we're talking about love in the church how does forgiveness fit into love, in in your opinion? Um, for me, um, I tell most people that um, God always forgives us. He never held us accountable. If we, you know, took lightly for every single thing that we did wrong, you know, God didn't hold any marks against us and say, oh, you did this, so right. now I'm going to do that. So I tell people a lot of times that... Um, you have to learn to forgive. That's my thing. Like, I use that analogy all the time. God forgives us. Mm-hmm. And if he held us accountable for every little thing that we done, we would be in trouble. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I tell most people, learn how to forgive. Yep. Number one, it releases you, you know, and keep you in having peace. Yes. Like, um, and just basically just... I just use that all the time saying, hey, people going to make mistakes. People going to do wrong. But if we hold everybody accountable for every little thing, where will we be? Right. And mm-hmm. we all can look at some areas in our life and say, hey, God did not punish me for doing this. So why should 
I be a punisher of someone else for either some small thing or some big thing? And it also blocks, to me, I always say it blocks you from your blessings. It definitely does. Yes. And it's not, here's my view on church. And again, I'm I'm not going to get into this place where I'm bashing other churches or this and that. It's just from things that I see. My opinion of it is I, I'm not here as a church to bash you over the head for something you're doing wrong. That's not my job. My job is to show you God, mm-hmm. yes. show you the Lord. You work that relationship out how you see fit. We here as guides, right? Right, right. right. But like like a tour guide, right? You right. going to, yes. when you go out of town and, and you want somebody to show you something, show me some alligators or whatever, <laughs> right? And, and and they tell you all the time, like I went to um Abraham Lincoln's house mm-hmm. down in uh, Springfield. And they and and the tour guide was like, you know, we, I'm here to show you around. I'm showing you every which way. I'm I'm gonna point out what you can and can't do, right? But that doesn't mean that if I if it's like, hey, don't don't put your hands on the walls. If I put my hand on the wall, and he ain't gonna come back and say, "Hey, you you need to get out of here." Right, that right. tour's over. Right. You go in the back, and no, you ain't never gonna do nothing wrong. And a lot of times, man, that is what I you know I hear these young people all the time. It's like that's their viewpoint of church. It's like they come in and they're not doing stuff correctly. Yeah. And instead of feeling loved, they're feeling anger Mm -hmm. they're feeling hate you know so to speak that's the word i'm using um and and it and it pains me because as a church that's not that's not godly no and we forget sometimes we are where we are now but we have to remember when we were where they i just told somebody that the other day i said i said a lot of times a seasoned veterans Mm -hmm. I, i call them we always forget where we, we were. We forget. And, and, and another thing, it's not that we always forget. We fantasize mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. we were back then. It's like we looking at it through cookie-cuttered, cookie um, rose-colored mm-hmm. glasses. Through our own glasses, not yes. the glasses that were looking at us when we were doing the exactly. foolishness right. that we were exactly. doing. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, I wasn't as, never as bad as you. Yeah, you was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. If not worse. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. yeah you was. Mm-hmm. So I always believe that as a church, you know, we supposed to show love now. I'm going to get into this um, before, I mean, later on (laughs) when we get to another uh, thing. I'm going to say that for the last one because it's going to go into church hurt. It's going to go into all that Mm. stuff. It's going to go into correction Mm -hmm. because there's another thing. I don't think church, one of the problems I have maybe with with the younger generation too is they don't want any, they don't want any word telling them what they should Mm -hmm. or shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. They don't want no one to say anything about it. Period. Yes. And it's like, that's not love. You know, I'm going to get into that before, Mm -hmm. but love isn't that I'm going to say nothing about what you're doing wrong. I'm only going to give you encouragement. Right. Right. You know, no, love with love comes correction as well. But we will get into that. Uh, Play is the next word. Um, Y'all know, first G, that. That's my heart. That's my heart. If I ain't laughing. I like to have fun. If yes, I ain't laughing, right. I ain't living. Right. And I'm going to tell y'all right. something. Hey, SBT knows. Y'all know too. <laughs> Julie, you know too. Yes. I will get into trouble with the fun I have. Yes. So y'all pray for me. Because first G sometimes his mouth just, he don't know Heavenly when. Heavenly Father, help yes. him with yes. his mouth. Yeah. He don't Jesus. know when to stop. And sometimes yes. it is like, look, that's not funny. It's like, it's funny to me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. We be needing you in the room first, G. Yeah, yeah we do. need but you some, in the first room. Sometimes, no, everyone don't need me in the room. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a handful. I really <laughs> am. But, but playing is when, when we come up with the, with the seven cultures of the church. You know, we, we went on our retreat. You were there, yes. And uh, we came up with the cultures. Um, not that we didn't have cultures before, but we wanted to define. <laughs> we were uncultured. Yeah. No, yes. it just means that it wasn't defined. We, we didn't have it in, in these ca- categories. Um, so we defined it. Um, having fun was was my number one yes, thing. Yes, it was. Because that's another stereotype about church, right? Love in the church. Some people don't want to come to church because they feel like, well, I ain't, I ain't going to be able to do anything anymore. And it's like, listen, this not back 
when right. we was growing up. Right. Well, I'm sorry, when y'all was growing right. up. When I was coming up, it was it was strict, but it wasn't as strict as mm-hmm. what y'all the stories mm-hmm. y'all told me about. I don't know how it was in the South, but you couldn't do this, you couldn't mm-hmm. do that. You know, you yeah. know, TV was the devil and all. I'm that gonna tell you, stuff. the Presbyterians did it all. So yeah. oh, they did. They did. they were like now. Huh? They was like yeah, 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 yeah they did it all. But like I said, I grew up differently. You know, yeah. and saw it differently. But my desire was to get on over there to the other church because that's where my other friends were at. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was feeling I was missing out on something until we heard about fornication. But that's a whole nother story, you know, because <laughs> Presbyterians right. wasn't teaching about fornication. <laughs> <laughs> so you get what you ask You'd for. Be like, yeah, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that is the F word. Yeah, in the church. that's that is it. The F word. In the <laughs> 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 All right. Let's hit on this. Um, there's two left. Speaking truth and honesty and pursuing godliness. I'm, I'm going to do pursuing godliness last because okay. I think that's the only way to uh, close it out. But the meat of this conversation, although we 45 in, so probably not the whole meat. <laughs> um, speaking truth and honesty. I, t- I said this before. Showing love does not mean that I ignore all wrongdoing. I think with love comes correction. Y'all can chime in if you know, disagree with me if you want, but I never thought that, you know, like my kids at home, they don't know more. They don't, they don't ever want to hear correction. And they always think like correction means I'm in trouble. Right. Yes. And I always explain to them, those are two different things. Just because I'm correcting you doesn't mean you're in trouble. And it also doesn't mean I'm angry, you know. But a lot of times people come into church, a lot of it comes from preconceived notions that they have from outside. Right. Some of it may come from past experiences where they felt wronged. Um, but when you t- even jumping into this church hurt uh, topic, that the word church hurt, that phrase, it's like they did me wrong. Mm-hmm. They hurt mm-hmm. me. And I ain't saying it, it, that's not true. I, people can't. Ch- in the church, there are people, and people are capable of hurting people. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you come at it with this heart for God, when you come at it with, with love, that's never the intention. Yes. And you have to know how to approach people. So I always say this. When I love you, that means we have relationship. Don't mean we're married. It just means that I know you. And you know me. We have trust. We have a connection. That's love. When you when we have that connection, I should be able to give you correction, advice, mm-hmm. hold you accountable without you taking it personally. And it may not mean that I'm not saying you ain't allowed to get upset. Correct. Yes. Because that's sometimes what truth is going to do. It's going to make you upset. But that means that I'm doing it because I want to see you do better. Speak on that for me. And I agree because if you are going to someone because you are giving correction, you know, one of the key points here was a call to repentance. Mm-hmm. So you're giving them the opportunity to even, you know, say, hey, my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, that wasn't right. But also turn away from that, which is the repentance. Right. right. And it may even go further than that, because in you showing them the wrong they can show everybody else that they've been with, oh, this is wrong, and let me tell you why, and even stop it from happening to somebody else. So that one action can be forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it also later, I'm a I told you so kind of person. I'm I'm a subtle I told you so. I can tell you right away. I can tell you right away, but I'm gonna tell there you, didn't no I tell you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when it comes again, if it comes again. And I even throw that in there when I'm doing correction. If we had to have this conversation again, I'm going to remind you. Yep. What did, you know, I've given you steps. What did I tell you to do? I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. And I don't do it to make people feel bad. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a teaching thing. It's like you may not understand. Like if I tell you the stove is hot. Yes. You ain't yes. never touched the stove. Right. When I tell you the stove is hot, I can tell you, you can receive it but you don't have full understanding of what I mean. Right. So when you touch the stove, you burn yourself, then I'm going to come back and then say, okay, remember what I told you. And even going forward, let's say you touch the stove 10 times and burn yourself 10 times. Mm -hmm. It's like, I need you to understand, like I'm telling you, 
This is what happens. Mm -hmm. And you know now, as an example, this is what happens. It don't mean I'm going to kick you out or you're a terrible person mm -hmm. yes. or none of that. Mm -hmm. None mm -hmm. of that. I think a lot of times the, the misconception is this. As at church, I want to see your repentiveness, your repentive heart. Yes. Right. That don't mean you ain't ever going to do it again. Right. But I think there's a difference. Ten, uh, two different people can make the mistake 10 times in a row. One person can come at it with the attitude of, well, that's just me. I'm a, you know, ain't mm -hmm. nothing I can do about it. I'm just going to do what I do. The other person can come at it from, man, I'm really struggling with this. I want to do better. I want to yeah. do better, but I'm struggling. I'm struggling this. I'm trying to do this and that. Those are completely different attitudes. Absolutely. Completely mm -hmm. different hearts. And that is what the confusion is when it comes to church. Yeah. As a mm -hmm. church, I need to look at you and understand that where you're going and where your heart is. Yeah. And if yes. your heart is, I'm just going to do what I do and you don't need to be judging me. That's the thing. Don't judge me. Yeah. I'm not judging you. Yeah. I'm not judging and you. And sometimes we only have one time. We may have one time to tell or teach that lesson. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you have to trust and love me enough mm -hmm. to know I've got your best interest at heart. Yeah. You know, what you do after that. But what if that was that one time that yeah. you got? And I think we fail people. When we're not truthful. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. A lot of times yes. we fail them and then they're their talk about, they're the laughing stock. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and then in the church, I really feel like that's when we really need to be honest to our brothers or our sisters. Right. So they're not, you know, in the midst of being a chatter when no one has told them. Because a lot of times there are some people that don't. Don't want to know, don't believe in the truth or know that this is happening mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. something that they're doing. Um, example in the world in my workplace, I remember I took over a department at my old job and I had a senior lady that worked and she didn't move as fast. She didn't get the technology. She didn't get it. So when I became her boss, I would constantly tell her stuff. So when I did her review, her review wasn't a good review. And I said, You're slower, you have a hard time grasping and all that, and she cried and said I was the meanest person in the whole <laughs> wide world. And I say, let me tell you something. I've never all my life have, if you really know me, is not to intentionally hurt anyone. That's just not of my character. Mm -hmm. That is not who I am. And sometimes it's getting mistaken when I'm telling the truth mm -hmm. because it becomes mm -hmm. a mean person. Mm -hmm. But I, you know what to expect from Sheila, almost kind of like you first, G, when you're going to be open and give your opinion on something. So this lady told me, and I said, well, you know, um, I'm telling you this. Everyone thought this about you. But I'm telling you now, they haven't told you all these years. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm telling you so we can work on it and fix it because they talked about behind your back. Right. And that's not who I am. Right. I want you to grow. I want you to be better. And for myself, I don't like surprises. So even though it's the approach of how it's been given, but tell me the truth mm -hmm. so I can work on getting better because I may not know this or it could be something that hurts me in the future. Correct. So a lot of times, like even with my children, we want to correct them so they can go about fixing some of the things that may not be the right approach when it comes to life. Mm -hmm. And we sometimes don't tell people the truth because we're afraid how they're going to receive it. But I am the person, whether it's something that's fruitful to my ear, please tell me because Correct. it may be something that I need to work on. And anytime any correction is coming from a love yes. standpoint, it makes it easier anyway. Now, sometimes if the temperament is bad or the words are bad yes. or the delivery or whatever it is, you can almost tell anybody anything if your approach is right. Mm -hmm. And that's the love. Yes. And that, and that's where I was going to next. The last thing I'm, we're going to speak about this topic is the delivery. Um, I think that's where sometimes it's, it is your responsibility as the critiquer mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to know and understand how to deliver this news absolutely. because you are absolutely correct. Just because I'm coming at it out of love doesn't mean I can just say any in any kind of thing or any kind of way mm -hmm, to you mm -hmm. and you need to just accept it. Mm -hmm. No, I have a responsibility. The church, I believe, has a responsibility to reach people 
in the way that they can be reached. Now, we don't always accomplish this, but it isn't a one size fits all. Right. And I think even in the delivery aspect of it, the reason why we fail sometimes as a church is we're trying to do all this day one. Mm-hmm. The minute you walk in the door, I'm just pointing out everything that's wrong with you mm-hmm. and what you need to change. I haven't even get gotten developed a relationship with you yet. You don't even know me from anybody. You know, just because I have a title that says pastor doesn't mean I don't have to have some level of proving myself or showing love to you. Right. You don't just honor me because I said so, you know. Right. You know, I have to show you my heart and show you why I'm doing this. And, you know, that a lot of times people leave church and get church hurt because it's like no one never embraced me because, you know, I don't know. I didn't dress a certain way. I don't see things the way I ain't living this mm-hmm, way. I'm mm-hmm, drinking mm-hmm. or I'm doing this. Yeah. And it's like everyone just looked at me with a side eye. It's like that's because we doing it wrong. Right. Doing right. Wrong. And, you know, when you were when you were saying that in my mind popped up when you were saying the delivery, the how, when, where and why. Yeah. You know, um, why are we now coming right to tell you now? It should have been said a long time ago, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to take this time to tell you so that now your next performance can be better. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So where where are we telling them this stuff? Are we telling them around 50 million people? Mm -hmm. Everybody's watching this person get corrected. Are we pulling them to the side in love? Right. So now I'm telling you, no one else has to hear this. Mm hmm. This is all about you. Let's tell you. Let's work on it. Let's fix it. Break. You know, done. And, and it could wait for the right time. It don't right have to time. be done. You know, if someone dressed too small, you don't have to go up to them the minute they sit down. <laughs> Today, because they <laughs> got know, the dress on yes, now. Yes. You know, it's like, listen, they can, you know, obviously it's going to be a situation, but you can pull them off. Like you said, you can pull them mm-hmm. off to the side. You don't need to give them looks. If you give them looks, how about you go say something? Introduce right. yourself. Right. Find out where they from first. Don't be like, oh, ma'am, uh, excuse right. me, here's a lap cloth. And we don't have a closet of clothes anyway right. to put them right. in. Right. So get them in the building. Yeah. Clean them up. Yeah, and we then have to develop meet them where them. they are. Yeah, develop and meet them, them where that. they are. Can you and find out what their name is yes. before you give them the lap yeah. call? Yes. Right. Please. Yes. Right. I think we meet them where they are, <laughs> and then it's just like our children. You know, like you know, one suffers like just not understanding that math homework, and it's like it's just not gonna get it overnight. Mm-hmm. So you gotta work on them. Mm-hmm. It's a process, and so when you do stuff out of love, people can receive it. So we meet them where they are. We're loving on them in the process as we teaching them because it's easy received when you're trying to teach somebody and coast them along instead of order them around right. and try to tell them how they are because they have in their minds what they want to do. So you grow them mm-hmm. along the way. Mm-hmm. And follow up with them. I mean, too many times you have a one-sided conversation with somebody and never say, come back. How you doing now? Mm-hmm. I see this or that. You know what I'm saying? Never go back to that person. We, we have to really invest and follow up. Yeah, yeah. That's, de- that's developing mm-hmm. rapport, that's mm-hmm. developing relationship, mm-hmm. because then people open up to you more. Right. You know, we just expect this level of respect just straight out the door. Right. And it's like, man, listen, especially in today's age, look, you got to you got to show me something, preacher mm-hmm. or pastor. <laughs> show me something. Prove, it. Prove it. Put your pants on just like how me. I know you. Yeah. I know you know what you're talking about. <laughs> One of my key things that I use a lot of times is because I have a lot of people that confide in me and they'll come and say, Sister Sheila, I went back to the cigarettes. And now I'm bad, and they start punishing themselves. And I say, it's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And I say, the reason why it's okay, I say, because you're fighting a spirit. Mm-hmm. And some spirits are harder to fight. Girl, say, it was yeah. Pepsi for me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So oh, that's what I'm co- saying. Yeah. Cover your ears, <laughs> yeah, Tiffany. Cover yeah, your ears. Yeah, that's pastor over here. You know, I got rid of that Pepsi over Girl. there because that was a spirit on top mm-hmm. of me, too. I'm done. But yeah, but I tell them to just say, it's okay. Don't beat yourself up. Right. You just, you, I say to knock you down, you just get back up. You Encouragement. The, yeah, I say this is a 10 round fight. Mm-hmm. He got you in the fifth round, but you hey. got back up. Mm-hmm. You got back up with more swings. I say you just got to work harder because, see, the enemy knows what is your downhold. Mm-hmm. So I say, so what he's going to do is he's going to keep working at it. So you say, I know you, spirit, and you're not going to win in this mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. And that's what you have to remind them of because a lot of times they're punishing themselves and they don't want to come back to church. They're feeling convicted. And you just say, that's okay. You fighting a tough spirit. 
And it, it ain't going to be easy overnight. It's going to be a process. And that's love because yes. you say people confide. Yes. So anytime someone comes and shares anything that they ain't sharing with other people, they love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they trust and believe that even if you don't have the answer, you know where the answer may lie. Yes. You can yes. point them in another direction. You don't just, well, I don't know about that, and then leave it at that. No, we pass it on. You know, we have to be honest with ourselves, too. If we don't know something, not only are we going to find out for them, we're going to find out for us, too, because there'll be another and another and another. But a lot of people don't do that. You know, they'll try to be that one to keep answering stuff, knowing that don't even have a dog in the fight or a pedigree to do anything with it. But that person is still out there lost. Mm -hmm. Pass it on. And you know what? Like to close it out, pursuing godliness, like I said, it was the last one you had here on the list. And, you know, ultimately I think that's what this conversation comes down to is what we striving to be as a church. We're trying to pursue godliness be Christ-like. That's what I was going to say. Because for, for some listening, it be like, oh, holier than thou. Yeah. But no, being yeah. Christ-like, that's that's what we're striving to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if we're focused on that, everything else is going to work itself out. Mm-hmm. Conviction yes. sets in. What is conviction? Yeah, the little man on the shoulder, the woman on the shoulder saying, I wouldn't do that if I was you. That is why, you know, even for me, when I talk to people, I try to stay away from certain things. Yes. Like, I try to stay away from don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, what What are you doing? That's not the way. Because that's where that holier than thou thing yes. is. Mm-hmm. That come across like, what are you doing? Yeah. I, don't, I don't do that. It's so heavy. why are you doing it's that? It's heavy. It's yeah. like, I need to attack it from a way of, listen, I understand what you're going through, right? And I can give you guidance, but... You know, not discipline, not right. this harshness that we that we meeting with. I don't want to pretend like I'm better than you. Right. I right. just want to be like, listen, I may not be struggling in that area. Yes. So let's try and work this thing out together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah, we all got struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. Pastor G, Pastor First G over here is losing weight. You know, see, I, yeah. I, I, it's one, we see you. It's one of those mm-hmm. things called <laughs> called gluttony. I, I I realize that, right? I, I may not be out sleeping with somebody's wife. Right. I may yeah. not be on drugs or drinking, but I eat. I, I eat. I eat a lot of food. Right. And right. yeah, it's a struggle. And yeah, I shouldn't do it. And, and that's I, the thing, you know, yeah. is that whole um, um, being able to admit. Yeah. Yes. You know. Yes. Not turning the nose up at this one or that one. You know, knowing. You got some issues, too. They may not have put the finger on it today, but you got them. My favorite phrase is we all carry a book bag. Mm-hmm. And everybody got something in that book mm-hmm. bag. Somebody's load may be lighter than somebody else's. My book bag is heavy. <laughs> yeah, mine is heavy. Yes. So I just tell people, we all carry a backpack. And yeah. what's in your backpack? That's yeah. what I tell That's people. Good. I said, what's in your backpack? Because we all got something. It's just ours are different and in, in different ways. Right. So that nobody is not counted of not having something that they're fighting on a daily basis. It right. just depends on what it is. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to double back on one thing okay. when we were talking about forgiveness Mm -hmm. it's not just the fact that we're forgiving people Mm -hmm. we have to be able to forgive ourselves too Mm -hmm. that's a piece that that a lot of times is missing we can't get rid of stuff because we never forgave ourselves and i don't never i so forgiving ourselves is is a great thing but i don't never look at it as i'm if someone come to the church with an issue like we forgive them it's like i ain't i'm not forgiving you because i ain't condemning you I'm being forgiving. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. Not, not you don't I you don't need forgiveness from me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing mm-hmm. sometimes when people think about church. It's like, no, you don't need to apologize to me. You didn't offend me. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm just showing you God. I'm, right. I'm, I'm guiding you to the Lord. You work that out with him. Right. You don't mm-hmm. you don't expect forgiveness from me. Correct. And yes. then like the friend, right? Or the person when they're coming in confidence or whatever to say, I did this, that, or the other, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Now forgive yourself for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And move on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, wow, you have that authority. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because if you they're condemning themselves. Mm-hmm. So not us condemning them. They have already condemned themselves. And we tell them that in baptism, too. You went under the water. You came back. You've been forgiven. Forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're still swelled up about, I did this and that. and did Forgive yourself and move on. Yeah, because you yes. can't move forward until you, you, until you forgive not. yourself. Mm-hmm. Can't be walking around Or you'll guilt. be back with it. Mm-hmm. God don't do guilt. 
Mm-mm. God don't do that. No. Man, this was fun, y'all. It was yes, fun. it was. And we covered a variety of things. Right. Yes. Listen. Let's for the list. Sheila, Crystal, thank you guys for joining First G on this uh conversation my pleasure yes i appreciate y'all you know every all of my all of my people uh left up out of town i ain't gonna tell y'all <laughs> where they went but they, <laughs> they left out of town and just left me to, to my own uh, uh things so i had to i had to get some mvps up here to help me out thank y'all so much the knowledge that y'all spitting is is 100 gold I, I really appreciate it i hope y'all got something out of this episode y'all love month Closing it out with loving in the church. Thank you guys for listening to the JNAC podcast. Again, thank you to Sheila. Thank you to Crystal for joining me. Did y'all have fun? Had fun. Yes, we did. All we right, had a great cool. time. Thanks well, for Y'all going to have to come back then. That means if you have fun, that means you got to do it again sometime. <laughs> yes. We'll be back. We'll be back. <laughs> All right, y'all. That's going to do it for First G. That's going to do it for this episode. That's going to do it for Love Month, y'all. We're going to have plenty, plenty more coming. And like I said, we're going to hit you once a week with something new. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you're liking and subscribing um, to that. And make sure you're letting us know. Send me some comments. First G himself reads these comments. And I'm reading them and I'm listening. So send them in. Even if you want to say, Virgie, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Remember, like I said, I want the smoke. I'm here for the smoke. So y'all can come send it. But, you know, tell me you love it. Tell me you hate it. Whatever. Just tell me how you feeling. Um, again, we're coming back next week with a new topic. This is just going to close our love month. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I hope you guys love on each other every month of the year, not just in February. I hope y'all recognize Black History every month of the year, not just in February. So, First G loves y'all, and I will see you next time.